Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. This week we talk to the club's community events manager, Shane Pay, and we try to avoid sinking into a hole of darkness, never to see the light side of things again. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke and Morrow. How are you guys? Mm. It's great to be back. Um, is it? No, it's not. What and then can there you were say? Three. We've got to be positive somehow. And then, and then there were three. At least one of us is having a good time. Josh is in Europe and we're stuck here watching us. He instigated a fight on Arsenal TV. He did. Did you see that? Not good. I didn't um, see that. Did he? No. What a naughty boy. We'll try not to repeat ourselves this week, but it's going to be hard. Yeah, walk out song. Is there anything depressing we didn't say? (laughs) Too easy, baby. You got this one, Luke? Well, I know the song, but you've got me on just about everything else. Go, Aaron. It's by the Muggles. It's I mean, the Buggles. It's all yeah. yours. It's the Buggles. Video killed the radio star. I might mute you on this one. <laughs> consider What's it me, about? Consider me muted. Well, we had the VAR, the video something or other referral. Mm-hmm. What is the A, anyone? Assistant. Assistant referral. We is did this a couple of weeks ago. Duh. I forgot. I'm old. What can I say? But we had a practice over in Adelaide, didn't we? We did. Yeah. So... And I think they were doing a decent job because they said that the pen should have been a pen, but we'll get to that later, <laughs> I imagine. Controversial. No. Absolutely hopeless. Well, they had the trial and it's coming up for real this weekend, so I can't wait. Mm. Not. What's another bit of trivia about the song, Morrow? Mm. It was the first song played on one channel. What channel would that be? Oh, I don't know. Would that be... No, come on, me. I come you've to you me. for music trivia. You've got me. You're going to let me down. i got no music trivia. I'm oh, hopeless at music. On. It's first song played on MTV. Oh, okay. Somehow I had ABC Rage, but it wasn't gonna, it wasn't even going to be nearly close. Anyway. Right. It was a number one hit, though. It's, it really doesn't sound like I it should like have been. I don't like this song. When was, I d- I when was like this, it. Jimmy? Oh, come, oh, come on. You, you reckon... 80, I'm going to take a wild swing. I reckon I was probably in high school. Oh, Which I makes it mid-80s. I don't think it's that old. <laughs> <laughs> they had cassette tapes. I'm going to say 84. <laughs> That's I'm when I was Google. in high school. I'm just going to... I was in U10. I don't know. Anyway. Just run with it. Fred's question. Now, the season is done. Morrow's giving me a strange look. Name the players we keep, let go, and would like to have uh, that are coming off contract from other clubs. Well, we've got about 125 players to pick from, haven't we, across the league? Who are all on yeah. contract. Um, which, as a league, isn't a good look for me. It's hopeless, really. It's not It's not good uh, on the FFA's behalf, um, making clubs wait this long to sort of start negotiations uh, for the bulk of their players. There, there has been a little bit of movement, but nothing crazy. There's been a couple of signings, but just because there's been a couple doesn't mean that every club um, has the negotiation power to sort of start now. Um, yeah, it's weird. Did it's a, I it's hear? A weird, it's a weird moment for the league. Did I hear? Help me out here, boys. Did I hear the reasoning for no information about or no 
come up with a decision, FFA, about the monetary side of things is actually because we're waiting until the Socceroos do or don't qualify for the World Cup because that's going to have an impact on the TV rights. You know, I hadn't heard that, but that makes complete sense. It makes sense, and that brings to light the issue of having the FFA run the league, doesn't it? Well, because if it, it just if is it was another, not two separate bodies. Yeah, it's if another it was an example. independent body, would be fine. Yeah, and it's another example of how the broadcaster or the broadcasters are interfering, is the word I want to use, with Mm. with a sporting competition, which I don't like at all. No, it's not good. In terms of... I could be wrong. That was just something I think I've picked up in the last week. Well, it does make sense when you think about it, doesn't it? I don't know where I read that, but yeah, sometimes I make stuff up as well. In terms of plays (laughs) we keep, plays we let go. But yeah, it's it's hard. It's tough. I said last week... you know, Just from our club? Well, to start, yeah, let's, let's just, just talk about us. I think, like I said last week, I've become numb to either the entire squad leaving or, like, no matter who leaves, I'm at the point where I'm not going to feel anything for it because at this stage, uh, the club is more important than sort of any player that um, is going to stay and might come good because we're past the stage where we need players that might come good. We need players that are good now and <clears throat> and the harsh reality is is that there's a lot in this squad at the moment that aren't good enough. That might be true um, and a lot of fans are already picking their teams, picking their squads, think they know who we should keep, who we should get rid of and, and just maybe there are a handful of players in our squad who I am not sure are good enough um, to make it in the future. However... I don't, uh, or make it in the A-League in the future. They might be quality NPL players, but they might not make it in the A-League. But that doesn't mean that I think that I should start making lists of players. The fact is that uh, we've, uh, we've, we've got a coach. We think he's a good coach. He is going to design not just a squad, but he's going to design a system of play. He's going to have a structure to it. He's going to want to play defensive formations, attacking formations. He's going to want different players that suit different roles. So... That is going to have a massive impact and would have if I was the coach on how I decided who made the squad or who didn't make the squad. So now we, can I just cut in. Now we asked Sean a few weeks ago whether there was going to be like a clean sweep of. Um, he, yeah, Sean actually he just rocked up. Let's ask him again. Speak of the devil. Well, he's not really the devil. <laughs> not the devil. <laughs> <laughs> we like him. He so he's not the devil. You chuck those cans on. He might think we're the devil by the end of this. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I walked into it, huh? <laughs> now, we asked you when we had Mike on if, um, you know, the, I should know it was later than that. If it was, if was, Do you think the team's going to be a complete sweep and clean? Do I think if the team's going to be a complete sweep and clean? Well, not no. a complete, but, you know. No, no, no. There's, there's, that's not the strategy at all and, and that's not that's there. But every every player and every contract and every negotiation is different and they're all handled in in relative isolation on its initial part from a renewal perspective uh, but then who you bring in and how how that fits is also a part of it so you know the the uh, the the visa players that uh, they, they come into the club there will be new visa players that come into the club that I can say with confidence uh, that will start to shape and mold what the rest of the what the rest of the um, uh, what the rest of the roster will look like. So, you know, depending on the skill set, the quality of those players will probably determine a lot as to what are the other attributes that are needed in the roster. So, so sometimes there's a there could be a player right now that that uh, that just needs to wait to see and understand what the rest of the roster is because maybe we don't know exactly what that that uh, how this will play out. 
Um, and so that's how we dragged Sean into this, that I was just saying that, that Paolo, um, i.e. the club, is going to have uh, some idea about the plan for how we want to structure the squad, how we want to uh, play the game, the systems that we want to use, the the formations that we want to use in both attack and defence. So uh, it, it, which players are the players that we would personally select to be in or out of that squad? Well... It, it takes more than just sitting down and looking at the list of names and saying this player should be out, that player should be in um, based on what we've seen this year. It's up, up to Paolo how he wants us to look in the future and, and he'll have to decide how to fit us. So so as much as some fans would love us to you know, list the players, I'm not going to list players that I think should be in and out because I don't believe that I have enough information about how we want to play the game in the future as a club um, to be able to um, reliably pick that out. You've got players that are left-footed, right-footed, better on the left, better on the right, uh, play in multiple positions. There's a lot of different variables and uh, that's well, why we There's some players this Palo. season that haven't played the best, much like Izzo last year, that have come good this year. So I, I believe there's some players on the team that haven't had the best season, to be, to be frank. And I think there is potential for them to you know, progress quite a lot for next year. And players who've been in other people's squads, and I know that you know there's been lots of talk about Ben Kennedy and so forth, and whether he might not might or uh, might not be signed with us and so forth. I'm not a believer that just because we might think that he wasn't necessarily successful at times in Newcastle that he can't be successful here. And so it depends on coaches. It depends on uh, how he fits in with the other players that are in the squad. Um, there's a lot of different variables that go towards it. We've seen many times players that were poor at one club but great at another, and we'll see it again. Um, it'll happen, you know, persistently. So so sorry, Fred, I'm not naming a, a bunch of blokes that go. I, I do agree that, you know, maybe there's a handful of players in the squad who I wonder whether or not they can make it as A-League players and whether or not they really um, can make it as part of our club, but, but um, I'm not sure that I can reliably say who I think they are. Yeah, I, I think you, you actually summed that up very well because it becomes about you know the, the playing style and the plan. And, and to, to just pick up on a uh, on a name that you mentioned, firstly, I'd like to just confirm that we have not signed um, you know, Ben Kennedy, and, and and I've spoken to the agent to clarify you know, why yeah uh, why there was media up in Newcastle saying as such uh, when that, when that's not the case now. That is a pretty common thing. Sorry to cut you off, but that is a pretty common thing about agents. We know that there are some slimy ones out there. They will put stuff out in the media just to float that idea generally, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> and to drive up the price and, uh, yeah. for renewing a contract yeah. at the club. Or to create competition yeah. between clubs. Yeah. So nothing's happening with Ben at the moment. So, you know, there's, 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 there's no offer on the table. But, but to, to get back to Aaron's point there, yeah, there's no clarity just yet. Are we having two goalkeepers or are we having three goalkeepers next season? There are different options that are there. Now, that really depends on the goalkeepers that, that you pick and what they select, you know. So, yeah, do we – yeah, and then and then how do our current goalkeepers that, that are in our roster fit with that model? That all depends on the other recruitment. So they're all hand in hand. So, so you can't say that, yes, this player is staying or going or, yes, this player is coming or going because it's, it's not just about – that one at the time. It's about the, the strategy and the structure in and around. We started this season with three goalkeepers. Uh, actually, sorry, we started with four. Um, and uh, and if you include Piercy, then, then we sort of finished off with three. Uh, it was this season. Now, now what does that look like into next season? We actually don't. We actually don't know yet. We, you know, as one piece of the jigsaw falls in, then then the next one sort of come in. So, so it's it's good that there's lots of speculation and energy and talk, and um, and this is this is the good part of football. Um, but um, 
but yeah, to 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 have a conspiracy theory that there's some big master plan going to play, no, no, no just say for what it is. And at the moment, we're just working through it, yeah, one step at a time. A lot of fans ask this: What are the chances of spending the cap for next season? Oh, the chances of spending the cap are, are, are good. It's chances of spending over the cap. Um, Do we know what it is yet? Because that was my next question. No. <laughs> so, there, so just, just before you entered the room, then I speculated that I'd heard something that suggested one of the reasons there's a delay is because we're waiting to f- confirm that the Socceroos will make the World Cup, will qualify for the World Cup, and that might have an impact on uh, who gets various TV rights around the place. Is that is there anything you know about that? Um, uh, you know what? You're, you're probably not too far off. It's uh, it could be a long bow, but but in regards to the free to air. Uh, deal that's put on the table. The free-to-air deal is also in combination with W League and uh, and Socceroos' uh, rights as well. So, so is that what we're waiting for? The free-to-air component? Yes, yes, that's right. That's the biggest thing that that can impact. So, so if there's a if there's a big offer and, there, and there's a big deal that's struck with free-to-air, that'll dramatically increase the cap, um, and uh, and as such, will uh, will have a knock-on effect into the grant. So, so then both those dramatically change. Our budget for next year. Every business in in the country is going through right now and, and planning out their budgets for next financial year, and um, and until you know and have confidence on your revenue for anyone doing a budget, you don't know your expenditure. So um, so yeah, I, I suppose that's the best way to describe it. But a really good thing to um, uh, go back to there is that um, I think we just said that it's likely that we might spend the cap because there's been plenty of fans want to talk about how much we do or don't spend. We have had Mike on this show to say that uh, he uh, would be making sure that Paolo had enough money to uh, create his squad. Um, so he said that in this chair just here next to me. Hmm. So there's some that's there's some scoops. That exact chair. Well, it may not have been that chair because, you know, I may have shifted it from that side of the table or right. something. But okay. It was in that position roughly, geographically. <laughs> you should put a stick on it. Call it the Charlesworth chair. Um, so. so how frustrated is Mike that he continually has to wait for the FFA to get their act together? Mike's uh, not, not frustrated. Just, me and Paolo were frustrated. Well, and, and you. Yeah, yeah not but, just the yeah. uh, financial side of things, also the restructure. The, the, the deadline was on Friday, the 31st. That's frustrating. That, and that, they've, that they've frustrating. put it back to November, the AGM. Yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah. Well, they've said bye then, haven't they? So I suppose that leaves open the possibility... Oh, it'll be extended into next year, <laughs> I, I wow. guarantee. Well, there's just not that amount of time. You know, there's there's just not. We we need to know what's what's happening now. Like it's, you know, you can't, you know, you you, you just can't keep dragging it out and, and putting your head in the sand and thinking that this is just going to go away. It's not, you know. So, um, look, you know, I'd be keen, I'd be keen to get your thoughts on, you know, the whole you know promotion, relegation, you know, the lay of the land of football at the moment. There's a lot it's a of death movement. for us. There's a there's, there's a lot of moving parts. I don't think it is because uh, it, for me, um, promotion and relegation is something that we want. I know that's going to be controversial amongst our yes, fans. Yes, as long as we don't get relegated. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> fine, I get that. And certainly given the amount of investment that A-League owners have apparently put into um, the A-League so far, then there needs to be some level of protection there. But ultimately, it's not just about which is the best football team, which is why I think the second division is such an important thing because... It's, it's about also the quality of clubs. Um, 
the basis that clubs are run on. You can't have um, short-term dollars clubs making their way into the top tier now and thinking that they can cut it with A-League clubs in terms of um, providing a good product to their members and fans. So as well as testing out whether or not teams are good enough on the football pitch to make it into the A-League via a second division, we also want to be making sure that they're financially viable enough, that they've got enough future, that they've got enough market. um, So what you want to find is enough teams to make the A-League big enough to then have promotion relegation at well, the moment is not big enough. No well, way. As much as it's come from some of, you know, if you want to call it old soccer, then one of the ideas that I've liked the most, just personally, and I'm probably not supposed to because I'm a Mariners go. fan. I get my finger on the mute button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the the concept that we create a really good second division with some really good um, uh, uh, checks and balances on how clubs perform, not just on the pitch. And from that, over time, um, while the A-League clubs have a level of protection that keeps them or gets them viable and uh, stops them from losing so much money, we... Uh, create a situation where the winners of of that whole process can make their way into the A-League and they become the expansion of the A-League. So in a couple of years when it suits the purpose, then the next tier via the football field and via being tested for their financial viability and future and memberships, etc., all of that stuff, they get promoted. So for, say, four years, there might be a period where teams are promoted into the A-League from this second division, and that is how they are tested for their metal, if you will, to, to be in the A-League, and that also satisfies the expansion thing. So instead of us planting clubs in places, and I shouldn't be saying this because we're a planted club, um, we provide cl- or provide an opportunity for existing clubs to build themselves up sufficiently mm-hmm. to play their way into the top division so, over a period of time. So we need to have a second division first... And I think, personally, I think that needs to be televised for it to be sustainable. Absolutely, and it has to also put clubs through all of the tests that they would need to go through, such as uh, sending their players to far-flung locations to play football matches, accommodating them, uh, making sure that they are able to pay for all of that. Some of them have a lot of money. But the A-League is struggling to. to get a TV deal. Let alone a second division. Right. Well, if there's not enough money, then we've still got to keep thinking about how that model can work. But I reckon that the group that is trying to work out how a second division could work, I don't think it's a bad thing. The Association of Australian Football Clubs. Is that what they're called? There's just two groups now. 104 MPL teams. Yeah, you're right. It's not the group that um, is the representative group for the A-League clubs. No, which is that's Africa different. or something yeah. like that. There's a lot yeah. of groups at the moment. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. and look, yeah. I don't buy into this sort of concept that Australia is different. You know, like like there's what for, seems to work for football around the world seems to work for football mm. around the world, but for some reason, no, 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 that's not us here because we've got AFL and we've got NRL and we're different. Well, I think that that's almost part of the problem. Yeah, you know, I see the Central Coast in particular is like almost unearthing this new heartland of Australian football from what I see out there and from the, the sheer numbers that are out there in the weekend. And if I look out the window and I see the amount of kids that are paying, you know, to, to, you know, are paying to get additional training on top of their, their, their core football stuff, and I think you know, there's, there's something very real in that space. And, and for us to really unearth it, let's, let's actually learn from what has happened around the world and, and unlock that. So, um, so if that means that um, by having a second tier actually brings in yeah, additional revenue and actually um, yeah, done in a right, measured way. Um, I, I can't say that I don't think that there's for the. I'm talking about football in the country. You know, it's some, in some stage you need to park, yeah, the uh, uh, the individual short-term yeah, fear uh, for us, and, and maybe it's not too much of a bad idea. Because just imagine for a moment, 
what this game looked like on the weekend if, if there was a different scenario. Do you think we'd have any trouble selling it out? Mm. Um, if it meant- was, that's what I was about to say. At, at some point, there needs to be um, there needs to be a consequence for ending up where we are at the moment, which is a hard thing to say. Um, but you can't have teams continuously being down the bottom of the ladder and having no punishment for sort of not pulling the league down. But at some stage, say if we had got relegated last season. I think we'd be spending a lot more money on the pitch to try and fix that back up, but we're not. <laughs> yeah, and what, what I'm saying is the the um, the attraction to mass market on what that brings because yeah. that that's a unique yeah. point of difference. If we were playing to be relegated this weekend, it'd be huge. Yeah, and that actually increases the revenue that comes into the game. Huh. That actually that actually builds. So you're more likely to get you know um, a, an improved TV deal when you've got. Uh, when you've got that, because at the moment the TV deal looks at it and goes, yeah, all right, top of the table and, and big derbies and everything else, you, you guys can go play on a Sunday afternoon, you know. So. And you can't doubt that uh, some of the things that have happened in local football have had have been impacted by the way the A League uh, has been. Uh, I, uh, when I started playing over 35s, and, and this is across the whole... 20 uh, years ago. Not quite 20 <laughs> years ago, but 12 or 13 years ago, then there was one division of over 35s, and this is reflected across women's football, across junior football, but in over 35s, started out with one division that I played in. Now we've got, what have we got, five or six divisions of X number of teams. We've got uh, three or four divisions of over 45s now. We've got X number of divisions of women's where I think we only had two divisions back at around that time and that's grown and grown and grown. So, so all of that has happened since the Mariners appeared in the central, at the Central Coast. Um, so to me, there's a connection there that is that football is growing on the Central Coast and has grown pretty much it's exponentially. It's growing in Australia. Yeah, and, yeah. and we're per, a part per of that, head like of population. Yeah. We, we've got the strongest saturation. Yeah, and uh, that will continue if we are able to bring more people to it. And uh, to do that, then a second division to me, you know, is is one of the next steps. Uh, it can't happen that fast because it's, we still haven't figured out how to make sure that A League clubs are not having the butt out of their pants in terms of money. Um, and we can't expect people to just, you know, pour money into these things. We haven't got Roman Abramovich's here, um, but eventually, I think we have to have pro rail. And so all those all those things are, are connected. To get back to the original point, there around, you know, around the free to air and around the grant and around the budgets, that all actually, it actually all comes into the same sort of conversation, really, because it comes about you know, the voting rights and the structure of of the game, you know, and um, and to in, to attract investors, um, yeah, into the game to bring in more money, then they need to make sure that the framework and structure is is appealing to them. That's important. And if eighty percent of the money is being brought in by um, the A League than one vote out of ten, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Horrible. Hopeless. Yeah. I think, yeah, for all this to start flying, the, the A-League, we said before, the FFA and the A-League need to be separate. Does Otherwise, it's not going to happen. It does appear that way to me. So that's point one on the table. Lots of opinions, I suppose. <laughs> is that point one on the table for for the club? For Look, club? I was fortunate enough. I was in the room. I was I was I was in the room when these discussions were happening, and 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 that was, whilst initially flagged as something that was not for discussion, became something that was inevitable. Like you said, point one is it's it's staring everyone in the face in regards to how that looks. It's not about what that is. It's about how to get there, which is a funny sort of conversation because it's about transition of, um, yeah, of uh, of structure in in many aspects. So. Um, and um, and there's a bit of there's there's a lot of mistrust in in football, 
Um, and so, um, so that's where the real sort of um, yeah, the, at the coalface is, is is how to get to that point to to unlock um, yeah the, the best scenario, so that nobody um, so that nobody loses out because everybody's you know, very afraid of, of, of losing out. So We've had enough revolutions. So it's not a matter evolution. of so it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. I believe it? so. Yeah. Yeah. With a bit of background music. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners wouldn't have been able to hear that. Oh, I was feeling that was, that was quite emphatic. Was I, was, I believe so. Tense. I thought the news was, was starting tense. for a moment. <laughs> um, so there's lots of talk sort of, you know, about what's going to happen next year with the grant and what players we are going to get and everything like that. But obviously there's still a couple of games to go. There's been a couple of big games the last few weeks. A disappointing game against Adelaide. Very, dis- very disappointing game on the weekend. This is a bit of a loaded question, but where are we at? right now because I guess maybe to some people it might feel like we're sort of just limping over the finish line and obviously there's still a realistic chance that we're not going to come last but the last two results I guess have really have really kicked people in the guts like especially the one I don't think it's just the results I think it's also the performance yeah look look I I I, I've I've said it many times and I continue to say it I don't care where we finish as long as we finish above the Jets and so we're still in that situation with two rounds to go um, the uh, the reality is, is if we end up with a spoon again, we have this season where we've got a really big fat lip. Where you know, so what? We tried our butts off, and we still got the bloody spoon. Yeah, and yeah, we're improved, but so what? Like, you, so so that sort of hangs around. But you know what? You, we do get a win this weekend. Um, you know, we do get ourselves off the bottom, and you go, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay that you know, we can show that as a club we can go through a tough time, and we can we're on the right path to getting out of it. So it becomes a really big moment for the brand. Um, how much? Uh, how much the players, um, you know, uh, who are staying, how much the players who don't know if they're staying or going and how much the players who know that they, they're, they're potentially leaving buy into that, I'm not sure. That's really, you know, that, that's really up for them as individuals and, and, and up for them as a group. Uh, I can say that I had, you know, I, I had a good long lunch with Monty yesterday and he is bought right in. He is so passionate you know, about getting the win. In fact, I think it was only about 45 minutes ago he sent me a text you know, talking, about, you know, talking about beating the Jets and, and how passionate he is for it. So, so that becomes the, the, the real energy and, and that's, what the, uh, that's the opportunity for the boys to prove that, um, that's, uh, that, yeah, you described about limping home. Well, well let's prove that we're not. Yeah, let, let's prove that um, let's prove that uh, that all the hard work and all the energy and all the extra hours and all the extra research and 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 the extra running that the boys did and the running out in the rain and and everything that I've seen them go through, um, they deserve themselves to 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 get something more out of it. Um, yeah, it doesn't deserve you know, the fact that there's a dodgy call down in Adelaide against Brisbane that has that has cost us. But that's the reality where they're at. So they've still got to keep working hard to to get a, to get that across the line. I. Um, uh, I can only um, I, I can only sit on the edge of the seat with everybody else uh, on, on the uh, on the weekend and um, and hope that we uh, we don't get that fat lip. Speaking of Monty, you probably shouldn't have brought that up, but there's been a few things floating around about him. Mm. Um, obviously, he's he's the captain of the club. He's sort of I guess after Hutch left, he was sort of that next sort of mainstay midfield workhorse that sort of most people love. Has there been any talk about? Extending his contract, or again, is it a case of waiting to see what happens? Uh, look, yeah, like I just said, of course, I caught up with Monty yesterday, and um, and um, and yeah, we're, we're continuing to talk. We're continuing to talk. In fact, I, I can be as yeah, I think I can be transparent. Monty, I apologise if um, if you didn't want me to. He's getting his phone out. Yeah, Everyone that's listening, I'll, I'll that's wondering what's happening. It's an important thing. Got any messages from Mike in there, or? 
Let's get this game out of the way on Sunday. We we smash the Jets and then we can catch up again next week. Is is the text at at four four fifty two today from Monty? So, yeah. um, you know, and 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 that's it. You know, he Monty's Monty's a true leader. Yeah, he really is. And um, and also, yeah, I think a lot of Monty and um, and we're having regular conversations and talking about the future of this club. And that can only be a good thing. Roy, what's happening with Roy? <laughs> What's happening with Roy? Well, I suppose it's still the same. We've still got, um, we you know we still got our offer on the table there for Roy, um, and um, and I think um, the the feedback I've had is is let's wait and see where this free to air deal is to to see if uh, see if anything can be been approved. Um, yeah, from there. So um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, until I hear otherwise, um, you know that's that's the, the status of play. Does do A League clubs tend to put like a base salary in and then put um, bonuses on top? Is that something that um, A-League clubs tend to do? Um, well, there's there's a minimum, like there's a minimum salary that yeah, you have to yeah. pay them and, and you can structure a deal in any way, shape or form. There's there's that many, that, that gets really complicated in, in particular when it comes to visa players and tax and, you know, um, there, there, there's there's a lot of different variables, but yeah, you can have bonuses for, for games played, there can be bonuses for appearances, there can be bonuses for goal score, bonuses for whatever you think of, you can, bonuses for the amount, amount of times you tie your lace on, on the field on any given day, you know, you can create whatever you need to create in that space and, and, and contractually uh, draw it up so um, but uh, but at the end of the day uh, when you get to the end of the year you paid the players X amount of dollars and that's got to got to fit within the parameters that the FFA permit there's been talk about from other clubs or talk about other clubs and their approaches to our players um, is it fair to say that we are probably doing the same thing ourselves well for starters you know it wasn't in this situation last year where the other clubs were talking to all our players, looking to um, to get them on board. So there's got to be there's got to be some um, you know some positives out of that. That uh, that 12 months ago, no one wanted to touch any of our players, and, and now we're in a situation that the other clubs are talking to our players. So that's natural. And of course, of course, we're out there, um, you know, talking with, um, with with players from other clubs and the ones that are, f- are suiting the the, the, the models that um, you know and the playing styles. Now that's not for me to to sort of say uh, say who is and who isn't, um, but. Um, but yeah, if you want me to confirm that we're definitely talking to players from other clubs, and we've yeah. been slated a bit for our you know lack of actually signing some Not of us. these players. The club, no, no, the club has yeah. been slated for <laughs> we, us, uh, <laughs> them, someone, someone with CCM's badge on it. But but yeah, the the apparently the other clubs don't uh, suffer from that su- same kind of coverage as us. So it's just important to get that word out that it's not. One way traffic there. I don't know. I don't. Know. It's it's so easy to 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 look at our club and look at our situation with with our own yellow glasses on. Um, you reckon Raw's not the Raw fans aren't you know kicking them about what's happening up with McLaren up there, and you reckon that that Adelaide's not you know kicking in in regards to what's happened with Glekovic and Perth, you know, with yeah you know, with, with their players. I, 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 I hope so. Yeah, they are. There are absolutely. <laughs> so you know, there's there's definitely. Yeah, that happens in every club. You know, it really does. But you just don't notice what's happening at the other clubs because you're looking at your club. Yep. You're looking at your club, and your club is the one that needs to get it right. You don't give you stuff about the other clubs, but but that's that's how, sort of how it, how it does you know, come uh, come out there. So, and if you doubt it, just just jump on the Facebook page in Newcastle Jets and have a read. I know there's some um, funny stuff mm, there that did yeah. cheer me up a little after the weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. Definitely. Sorry, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got it open. So. <laughs> Right, what's happening with the W League? So the W League at the moment, we have submitted a strategic document through to the FFA um, for um, for our um, um, for, for us to activate you know, the part in our licence that says we can have a W League uh, for next season, for the season coming. And so we're, um, we're working closely with them. Um, and, um, and the last home game, we had, uh, had a lot of stakeholders in the women's game come to the game. 
uh, people such as Moya Dodd, uh, who we talked through and showed the strategy, um, showed what we're looking to do moving forward. Um, and, uh, and A, looking for feedback as well as to, to what suits um, yeah, um, whatever, um, whatever structure they feel is good for, um, for women's football. And we're very passionate that, that we can really add and, and build to the, um, to the talent pool of, um, of elite players in the women's game. Do we have a date when we'll know? If we've got a W League team? No, I don't. But but I think it's it's still connected to the conversation around the grant and uh, and all that because there's because uh, it costs money. It'll cost money to bring us in uh, because there's a there's a fifth game every weekend and um, and then there's 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 more travel. There's more accommodation that, that comes through. Someone's got to pay for that. So um, and, and there's only sort of one pool of money. So so we understand all all, all those moving parts. Um, but um, but yeah. Regardless, we think that this adds something very good for football in the in the country. Because it did seem like we were approaching this particular date where we might get a message about what was going to happen with the W League, and then everything sort of went a little bit quiet, and um, we were busy with other things at the time, so nobody really jumped all over that. But um, it's nice to hear that we that process is still going anyway. No, there's not an end to that process. I think no, that's right. We've got some really positive feedback. There's definitely uh, there's definitely a lot of support in the FFA. There's definitely a lot of people who believe that this will work. Uh, there, there's definitely a lot of support from the PFA. Um, you know, they've uh, they've they've outlined their strategy, which involves ten teams into the W League, uh, with sixty girls in the competition to earn over sixty grand. And we've made sure that our strategy aligns and supports that as well. Um, and not only for the short term, but for the long term. And what is important is, is yeah, there's a uh, there needs to be a good uh, clarity that the women's league Mariners team um, is, uh, is is definitely competitive um, and is structured very differently compared to um, um, to, to to how some of the other um, A League teams are running their W League. Now there were some members concerned about. Um you know, the W League team taking away from the A League team. Is that gonna happen or not? Financially? Yeah, financially. No, because that's um they're, they're the the revenue that comes in for W League so you know, sustains the W League. So there's um so there's there's a there's there's a grant that comes through from the FFA. But you attract new sponsors. That's the strategy. You attract yeah. new sponsors, you attract, you know, new supporters and new members um to um to, to underpin and support that. But the 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 massive difference between W League and A League, like it's, yeah, um, yeah. The average W League budget is is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So you know, and um, so so just to put that in, into sort of context, that's the average. So so the top will spend about half a mil, and the bottom will spend about one hundred and fifty grand uh, on their on their W League. So it, it's not even. It's not even closely, you know, connected when it comes to talking about. So at the know, cheapest, it's one or two players on a decent way. Yeah, yeah, one like top quality player. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, yeah, and but but it comes with revenue. It comes with revenue on that, you know. Yeah. So, so so it's, so uh, having a front of jersey sponsor on, on a W League that gets national exposure uh, means that you're not even spending that um, sort of thing. So, yeah. Excellent. Is there anything else coming up that um, you want to let members know? Um, anything else coming up apart from getting to the getting to the game? Just get to the game. Everyone's got to get there. This is an important game. I can't stress enough that we need to get a crowd. Uh, we need to make sure that this one shows that um, that even a even a you know, a battle for the uh, yeah you know, battle for, for for the positions at the bottom of the table um, draw a crowd and draw an audience because this game has to be on Saturday night next year. It has to be on Saturday night next year. Actually, we were talking about that last week. What what are the odds of that happening? I think it's pretty high. 
Uh, I mean, I might be looking uh, looking with rose-coloured glasses, but um, but I can guarantee if we have a seven thousand crowd, you know, this weekend, that's going to make it difficult. And if we have a thirteen thousand crowd, it's going to make it very easy. So um, so it's really important. It's really important that that uh, that the Jet supporters come down and, and get behind it. It's very important that that this is an event. This is something that goes into the calendar and never goes. Wow, yeah, this was um, the 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 F three derby is alive and growing. Um, that becomes really important. So and. Um, uh, and then, yeah, before you know it, we'll be, yeah, we'll be doing membership renewals. Yeah, you guys will be grilling me about yeah, how many games have been played at Gosford. And how many games have been played at Gosford? I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wish I knew. Otherwise, yeah. So, um, so, so that's all going to come thick and fast. We're aware of that. Um, yeah, I'm sure you saw plenty of media around um, around Canberra. Um, you know, so so I think that's been. Was that a rehash of something that we did earlier? Um, well, look, you know, the Canberra journos. Um, a thorough in their research, so perhaps I don't know. Um, but uh, look, there's there's a lot of there's sort of a very different conversation happening down in Canberra around their stadium strategies that, that are there, and, and and we got pulled into that as well. Um, and um, and yeah, yeah. But um, so uh, what else? I don't know. I don't know what else. Um, you did a lo- uh, weight loss challenge. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did do a weight loss challenge and lost 18 kilos in in three months. Um, and Good job. That was a competition, though. That. Was the winner revealed, or was it a dead heat? Oh no, no, I smashed them. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's be very clear. This was all about winning, Just and I won. Sure. <laughs> so, so and uh, hit and up KFC, I hear. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So, um, so I put on four kilos in one day uh, on Saturday. <laughs> so, um, that's a bucket or two. Yeah. So, so that was that was even surprising to me. It was, uh, and I, I didn't feel well. I'll be honest. I, I didn't feel good. I got a headache straight away. Uh, but, uh, but that was also part of the. Uh, part of the lesson I, I needed to learn for my own health uh, moving forward, but um, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, Big Dan, he he didn't win. And uh, yeah. come on, Dan, come on! Cut I kept Dan. putting chocolates on his desk every day. You know, I kept. He told me that. Yeah, so it was it was war. There was no doubt about it. It was you know, psychological warfare, and I won. So and Dan Mean. lost. So, what do you think our chances on uh, are on Sunday? Our chances have to be good. We drew with them one all both times we played up there, and now we've got a home game. So on those simple, clear things, yeah, yeah, why shouldn't we win? Well, we um, get a better crowd up there. So yeah, you know we. I mean, vocal support. What? What, what do you? You look like a surprised monkey there. Mike. Yeah, I just got excited because I'd forgotten something I wanted to ask. Have you been to Central Coast Stadium since Nitro Circus? Yeah, it looks great. Looks okay. great. No dramas. Well done, Kath. Well done, the groundsman. Uh, that's there and. Um, uh, and, and yeah, yeah, from from uh, yeah, from everything we've seen, um, they they did a very smart event uh, for that. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, you and Laurie, um, who's having the forfeit? If uh, what's the forfeit going to be if something happens? I, I feel sorry to pick on him. He's he's got a busted foot. Yeah, um, but you know, he's still the Jet CEO. Well, then yeah. he should have to run around the oval, surely. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, so, Laurie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe. I don't know. There, there, there just needs to be like stoning via social media, doesn't there? Um, you know, <laughs> we'll lead the charge. I think yeah. Laurie likes that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I spoke to Laurie yesterday, and, and I'm going to pick it up with him through the through the week. Um, but you know what? There's there's a lot of real real emotion, real yeah, real energy around this game. So it's um, yeah, we're mindful not to make it farcical. 
um, yeah, as well because you know, I think the earlier ones, you, you, you know, we could have a bit more fun and jest around uh, around that. But, but this one's bloody serious. This one means a lot. Despite matters. what their coach says, and, and, and if he's if he's listening, you know, I've read his. Oh, he's an idiot. I read, read his comments. Are you kidding that this is just another game? Are you what what club and planet are you on? This is this is a serious game. This is you know this means a lot. And uh, and if you think it's just another game, then great. You take it as another game because we won't be. We, yeah, walk away with three points. And and um, yeah, I'm I'm very passionate about this weekend. And um, yeah, and for those who know where I sit on match day, they they they'll know not to talk to me. So, so reactions will be poles apart. If we win this game, the reaction will differ a lot with if we lose this game. All right. Well, thank you for the impromptu interview. No, thanks, gents. I appreciate it, and um, look forward to seeing everyone. Uh, this weekend and um, bring your friends bring your family bring your voices and um, bring yeah. your knuckle dusters yeah let's let's, let's <laughs> no don't do that <laughs> thanks Sean cool cheers guys thanks thank you that's uh Oh, it was a long Fred's question answer. Very long. Fucking oath. I don't even remember, remember the question. But it covers an in, it covers interviews, it covers everything but previews and reviews, surely. Yeah. Well, anyway, Fred, to answer your question, I think there might be some news coming out this week. So, old tight. Right, reviews. Adelaide, Perth, one all. Castro, diving team. I think we've argued about this about four times already. Let's keep arguing. Off, Why not? Off the record. Look, boys, let's be serious Wait, who, who, who called boys? It's a foul. <sighs> really? Okay, I agree. <clears throat> well, I don't know if I agree. This is where I'm mixed. <laughs> Mate, when I get kicked in the <laughs> knee, I want the Laura, how about you and I talk <laughs> and Luke can just fight with himself? <laughs> I'm just confused. <laughs> I don't have Josh across to me this week. When, when I get kicked in the knee, I want the foul. Yeah. That's fair enough. You don't go, go down that easy. Going surely. down, I didn't. I tweeted at the time. I don't like Castro going down there, but it's still a foul because contact does not necessarily mean a foul. But McGowan's kicked him what halfway up the shin, nowhere near the ball. Shouldn't That's, have done it. It's, she silly move. He's just stupid. Gives away it? pens. It anyway, and can I just say, I'm just annoyed because I fucked up my tipping. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> can I say though? Because he's you're the only one who tipped Adelaide, and yeah. we all chipped a draw. <laughs> I would have had a two if it weren't for that pesky but, kid. But can I say, listening to or having uh, reading Adelaide reporters um, treating that like it was the most massive controversy ever heard of after the previous week. They had the whole incident with Theo and the penalty that shouldn't have been. And not only that, what's that young fella's name, Riley McGree? Biggest dive since Michael Michael Baird was what I was going to say. No, Barisha. Barisha, if you want to say that, then um, how can they possibly be so bloody one-eyed? Especially given that uh, I hear that uh, uh, Kenny Lowe was told by the VAR test that they wouldn't have overturned the penalty. It would have been a penalty. Why? Because it was a foul. Mm. So anyway, it kind of screwed like us up. Sh- spoken like a true striker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't have gone down though, but I wanted one of the foul. My favourite result of the week: Jets three, Wanderers. Oh, sorry, Jets zero, Wanderers three. Very good. It's always a good uh, job when you can let Cornflake score to <laughs> a brace. <laughs> if Cornflake scores a double That's against you, you may as well fold. Good assist from Jumpy though. Uh, yeah, true. It's yeah. made it's made this week's game uh, 
interesting if you know it was already interesting but now that uh, we're so close to each other on the table well the Wanderers unfortunately yeah they did Um, the Wanderers are probably coming sort of good at the right time of the season you know they're going to make the six they're under sort of real no pressure there to get in it Um, they might they could potentially cause an upset in the finals and this this is where the finals gets weird because if you look at the Wanderers record during the season overall you could probably say that they, they don't deserve to be in the finals at all they don't which is where Having a ten-team comp and six teams in the finals is stupid. And Rewards it, and mediocrity. Like, he did say does. that they were going to win the uh, the grand final. Who Popovich? Imagine that. Imagine after all he the popper out stuff. Right. After all the popper out stuff, they come back and they go deep into the bloody finals because they're so good at winning grand finals. Just the the highlight of this game for me was Andrew Hull copping an absolute spray from Clayton Zane when he came off. Um, Hull for some reason, thinks that uh, he can go overseas at the end of the season after being offered a contract by the Jets and um, find a club in Europe. Well, there's always the... Which is the funniest shit I've ever it's heard. It's so laughable. There's the Icelandish third division. <laughs> he's so overrated and he thinks he's king shit. Play with Bjork. And he comes off and cops an absolute spray from Clayton Zane. And um, it, was a good, it was a good spray too. And also Mark Jones. Yeah, in, in the post game, he well, did, yeah. Well, Andrew has to do what he's told, like every beep, everybody yeah. else. Swore on live TV, which is always a good look. Um, but in the post game um, show, Bozza said that um, it wasn't really a good look and that, you know, they should try and keep that sort of stuff behind closed doors. But I disagree with that. Oh, I en- fuck him. I enjoy, I think sometimes, even with our team um, and some other teams that are. Uh, down the bottom, sometimes you don't see the players getting an absolute spray from the coaches because it all happens in the dressing room and sometimes fans think, well, are they being told that they're doing this wrong or are they being yelled at to, you know, pull their heads in? But you could clearly see it was happening. Fans like this sort of thing, but um, players don't. And, uh, you know, I I don't particularly want to have the whole world involved in my poor performance at work either. No, but sometimes these guys need need to be put in their place. And Hool is definitely one of them. Yeah, his I head, don't doubt that. His head is so far up his own backside that copping that spray in public, I think in I think in the long term will do him good. For the few people See, who he thought might have copped a spray in the dressing room a couple of times before and thought, oh, I don't need this shit. I can go overseas. If it's in public and it's a public display that he's been shit and he's been called out on it, then that's completely different. That's good. Yeah, maybe. I love it. For the few people who called Bozza and the team in there out for um, <laughs> for advertising it when they were saying that it shouldn't be advertised, then as far as I'm concerned, that's exactly what the media should do. Is If they saw it happen, they should report about it. And they saw it happen. Glenn Lauder was all over it. And, um, you know, it, it, it makes the for the spectacle. The, the, coasty coasty. Plant, the coasty plant. Yeah, but um, it makes, makes for a good spectacle and uh, um, fans love it, but um, personally think it should stay in the dressing room. So Melbourne City, this is how much of a joke the finals are, have won 10 and lost 9. Another mediocre team. $9 million dollars worth of mediocre they're team. Fourth. <laughs> they're fourth with their $9 million. Mm, nice yeah. effort. And theoretically they could go on and win the grand final. Not based on their performance on the no, weekend. No, no, of course not. Have we no. moved on to that game? What should it yes, be, though? We're about to do What now. should it be? Because even if, even if it is a top four, they still make, they're still in. Yeah, but if they keep losing, uh, Wanderers would overtake them. How far are Wanderers behind? But it should, uh, be, an, it should be a knockout game not, for not fourth. Much. They're two points behind. They've yeah, drawn so a lot more fair. games. 
Um, yeah. Wanderers are drawn ten instead of six. The same finals, same final no, system sorry, as uh, as our own comps will have. The f- top four teams, one plays two, second chance in that game. Three plays four, knockout. Winner yeah. of three plays four plays loser of one plays two. Simple. Yep. Yeah. The way it was, it was like that. Right. Uh, Sydney at home, three nil over Melbourne. Way too good. You blokes didn't even watch it. That's how good this game would have been. Uh, yeah, I watched it. Did you? Yeah. What happened? Sydney were fucking excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Fauna Rowley had a close chance with a free kick early. Ryan Grant uh, tried to score an own goal. And I, then I'll, I'll point out, I watched it on my mobile phone. <laughs> it was up in Nelson Bay. So yes, well, I didn't get to... Yeah, no. Well, Ryan Grant tried to score an own goal and then went down the other end and I've uh, and Ivan Franich fished one off the line that Ryan Grant tried to finish at the other end. After that, a long throw um, from... Uh, don't know who made the throw, but Brosk finished it nicely. And um, old mate Bobbo, who I've been riding off since the beginning. You know, when I saw that goal, I thought of you. Hmm. I thought, oh, Morris... Every time he scored off. the back end of the season, I thought... Aaron's will be loving this. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> well, I can only say that those two goals were quality finishing. Both of those, he gambles at the far post, what what all strikers should do, and he is there exactly. when, when yep. the ball arrives. That, that defending was shambles. It was, but, but also you've got to gamble for that, and just quietly sometimes I'm not sure that we've done that. Um, and that's, I was that's about to get us. to that. So, sorry, I didn't Speaking mean to of shambles, um, <laughs> <laughs> victory at home. <laughs> oh, I thought you were oh, I thought you were going to us. <laughs> no. Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> That's the next uh, segue. There was uh, a shambles. Victory at home, uh, losing 3-0 to the Phoenix. Victory did not show up for this. No, not really, did they? I don't know where the Knicks pulled this from. Well, or do we? Well, Rowley's playing for his contract or playing for something and decided to start hitting a couple in. Yeah, well, it came out during the game or even b- before the game maybe that he's off to Western Sydney. Yeah, it did. Um, but he was so making sure that he uh, you know, pushed his, his case his there more. <laughs> and uh, so the first finish I thought was really good. Um, the second one, I thought Lawrence Thomas did a pretty poor job of that one. Yeah, I think he yeah, should have yeah. should have done better with it. But they were both yeah, good. Time decent. to walk over and stop it. Well, yeah, you just I don't know. Maybe he went a bit too early, or he tried to anticipate it a bit too much. I'm not a goalkeeper, but I thought he could have done better. He um, wanted a photogenic save. It looked good, the attempt, but it was uh, ultimately feeble. Mm. Well, like so. we we're like we we're talking about before, I think victory is basically they just switched off. Yeah, well, we spoke about this they last just, week. We're, we're they know that they, for, they know um, they're going to be in the finals. Mm. They know that they're all right. There's no real ramifications, maybe besides ACL. Um, you know, they they just sort of switched off and they're sort of in cruise mode, and it's not a good look. We mentioned last week that we, we hoped for the last game of the season that you know they had already switched. They had switched off for us. They switched off last week. Real danger of going into the finals without momentum. And uh, looking at Sydney, they've got momentum. City have got no momentum. Victory have got no momentum. I don't want to hasten to get there, but Brisbane have momentum. We've got momentum. That's not like the sort rock, of momentum. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the momentum you want momentum at the moment. Momentum in reverse. <laughs> <Jesus>. Gravity. <laughs> anyway, um, it was funny to watch because it seemed the harder the victory tried... The the more, you know, Wellington just caught him out at the back. It could have easily been four, five yeah. or six. Like, every time the Knicks went forward, they looked like they were going to score. Victory were just Krishna so slow. Krishna and Smelt just not finishing there. Yeah. Especially when Barrow was sent off. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And anyone, yeah. what do we think about that? Um, yeah, it's fair. Well, I was with someone that instantly yelled out, last man, but 
as we know, last man's not. It a wasn't. Thing. Yeah, it's it was the tackle. It was the following. You yeah. know, he, he followed through because it's denying a obvious goal scoring opportunity. So if Barrow doesn't do that, and was it Barbarossus? It was Barbarossus. Yeah. yeah. If he skips past him, he's one on one. So Definitely. that's a that for me is an obvious goal scoring opportunity, and well, he just cleaned him up. See, I think it was. So. I think if you break it down into two parts. I think uh, the position uh, of the tackle is a mm. yellow, and then what the actual tackle itself was probably worth another yellow. So I think he g- gives him a red for that. Yeah, that's fair. Right on the edge of the box. Yeah. Other defence is not present. Yeah, but just the whole notion. Like he followed through and kicked him again as he was yeah, going true. down. True, true. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Speaking of kicking someone when they're going down. <laughs> Brisbane. Just, yeah. <laughs> Decent segue. Decent now, segue. when we were 1-0 up, our little group, um, yeah. Went, yay! No, we kind of knew it was coming. R- Roy missing that um, that second, I don't think that would have changed the game at all. I think Brisbane would have gone on to win 5-2. It would have been harder for them, but... It, I don't think so. It really sparked the must scoring, didn't it? Well, I think it's weird. There was, there was moments, not long moments, but moments in that... First half where I thought, shit, we're going to cause an upset here, and we were looking okay, but it just really I was watching moments, with my no, hands moments, over my face. Moments, moments. I mean, as in like, like throw-ins, as in like a couple of minutes here and there, but then Brisbane would go up the other end, and like we had two clearances off the line in the first half, I think. So those were the things that were happening. I thought if we could take a couple of chances, maybe Brisbane might fall down mentally or something like that. But in the end, it was us that fell down mentally massively. Our players couldn't pass wind, let alone a ball. At times, yeah. But it was Brisbane, really bad. Brisbane really took off when we scored and they really put the pressure on in and they put a lot of passes together which put us under pressure and, and they found us out in situations where um, they very quickly turned our mistakes on top of us. Yeah. So um, defenders that ran into um, out of position to try and uh, take to stop a situation early, they played the ball one time, first time straight back in behind that and McLaren scored off one of those. Um, and so, yeah, they, we just uh, fell in a heap in, in the face of great pressure from Brisbane. In, in the first half, there was a moment where um, I think we were attacking. I, we lost the ball somehow. And then we had six players back within, you know, an instant. And the commentators even pointed it out and said, look, look how quickly they got back. And I thought, that's pretty good. But then you look at the back uh, back post, they've got two players against one of ours. Like, it's it's not good enough getting back in line to defend. You have to pick up the players. Someone just make a noise in the stomach. <laughs> that was my. That may have been my lack of dinner. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> good segue there. Um, no, just, you're right. That there's we no did, communication. We did appear to be well organised at times, and we did the things. And the reason we were able to get those comments, I think, out of the commentators was that we were able to do the things that you have to do to desperately defend. But yeah, getting to the right area of the park, okay, it's one thing, but then actually. Talking to the player that's next to you and saying, "Hey, mate, I've got two guys over here. Can you come over and help me?" We really lacked the the total organisation that probably Monty would have brought to the back of the midfield, and on top of that, that Posco might have brought in the middle of the. Yeah, but Monty's uh, not going to be watching the backs, though. 
No, but he's going to. Well, we had um, Jakey McGing and um, Beza in the holding midfield spots, and to me, we lacked a bit of um, leadership in there. And uh, the same goes with the central defence. That um, um, Rosie, with all due respect to him, was made to look like a holding midfielder. Ran out of position to try and take out a, a situation early, and the ball went straight in behind him. And and that is tough. Uh, they, to me, were in second gear while we were being credited with decent defence. Yep. And as soon as um, and and let's just be clear here. I don't. I didn't um, buy into the Fab Screamer theory. By the way, as far as I it was off the guy's heel. It hit Jade North heel yeah. and then dipped and and went in. And speaking uh, of Fabs, he, he needs to. Pass oh, good it. effort! And he, you oh, know, he ran forward and he made the yeah, shot. Yeah, but how many and, other and you, chances? You give yourself. You buy a ticket, you get the result. But we had five players against three. If we don't score from that, then there's something seriously wrong. Well, if he didn't, there would have been a few people asking why they didn't get the pass. There were some way, more chances so. where he could have laid it off and didn't. Yeah, true, and and so I don't think we created much threat in the game. Although it had the O'Donovan uh, post gone in, then we would have placed a little bit more pressure on Brisbane. I too think that they were just good enough that night, and would have been good enough even in the face of that. Um, and McLaren, he is red hot. It's scary though how how much we lack without Monty and Posco. It's, it's as soon as they go, it just seems like. We're just a bunch of amateurs, which in the grand scheme of things, footballing-wise, we probably are. And that's where that's where the obvious issue is, is that some of these guys, I just, I, I feel really bad for them because I feel like there are some good footballers in there at some stage, but they've just been thrown into the deep end so early and now they're struggling to stay afloat. We've really got to hope they don't get their heads down. No, like, like entirely for next season. But this is this is the thing. Well, even going that far forward, there's obviously there's going to be a lot of them that aren't going to be here next season. Um, and I think they put the camera on the bench after the game. And I think it was McGing, um, Berry, maybe a couple of others were on the bench, and they just they were just staring off into nothing. They were just like, how how on earth have we got to this point where sort of we're just being thrown in? and expected to do a job. And it's been two seasons in a row now where those same sort of players have been expected to do it and it's just not working. And it just kills young players' confidence and we can't continue to do it. No, but it is where we need more experience and leadership on the pitch to help lead those guys around. If you're going to have young guys, you can get away with having some young guys, but you can't have them without having enough organisation, leadership and uh, and quality experience pushing them around the park. Um, which is why I think um, Jake McGing has looked fantastic as a holding midfielder at times since he went there while playing with Monty. Um, Rosie and Posco have looked fantastic as a combination, um, uh, but when we put two inexperienced guys in there together, that's a different equation, isn't it? It's mm. hard for and them. On the weekend, McGing or Rose weren't good, were they? They just... Well, it was they just, they just struggled. Harder. They just looked like a deer in headlights. Yeah, and they disappear out of the game at times. Um, that was um, like Adam Berry did some good things in the game, but um, when Brisbane were absolutely caning us for 10, uh, the, the worst caning was over a 10 minute period. And during that period, then Beza was really a bit invisible and caught in the headlights a little bit. And, uh, you know, young players, they find that sort of situation difficult. And someone like a Harry Ascroft, who I think um, with a little bit more time, he hasn't had sort of consistent game time ever since he's been here but on the weekend I think he had two clearances off the line which was obviously really good he got his positioning and everything right but then 
But then in between that... Yeah, it should have got about, to that position anyway. Yeah, but there was about four or five times where he had the ball coming out from the back and he just gives it away. It's a sloppy pass. He dives in for a tackle. It's all yeah. those mistakes are just absolutely killing us. And the good moments are just too far between. And it's just... We're just, just compounded murdered. our issues. It's Admire the desperation, murdered. but the sort of, you know, the decision-making, not so great. Yeah, it's times. mentally, yeah. I think. It's just, it's it's huge. Yeah, and, and it gets worse when you get under a lot of pressure and you've used up a lot of your petrol and you use up a lot of petrol when you're desperate like, you know, some of the players were. So all in all, things start letting you down and, and that's where we, yeah, didn't go well for us, did it? No. I just want to point out that the scoreline and the result are the same thing. <laughs> and the reality is, is that for a lot of these guys, it's probably going to get worse because they're going to be released and they're probably not going to come back. And when you've had two seasons or even one season at a club that gets a spoon, and with some of the performances that we've put in, they will potentially struggle to get a job elsewhere. And that's where I think we've we've gone completely wrong. We've just murdered some young guys' careers because they've just been thrown in the deep end. And the reality is it comes, it goes all the way back to the whole Wormsley thing and, and the players that he signed and... Um, you know, we all know that he was hamstrung and all that sort of stuff. It's been sort of murdered like a thousand times of how we got to where we are. But um, the the next few weeks, they just need to try and get their heads right. And some of them probably know that they're not going to be re-signed. If they haven't heard from the club by this stage in any way, um, they probably know that they're not going to be here next year, which is going to be looking tough. But looking at how those players can react to that, one way they can react to that is to go and find another job. Another way that they can react to that is to find themselves as potentially quality players in the next level down in the NPL, and they can fight their way back. They won't be the first players to have fought their way back through that process, but mm. that's where you earn your stripes, isn't it? That's where you, your medal yeah, is tested. Exactly, and that's the kind of thing that can happen. That's the ultimate example, really. I mean, that's from the bottom to the top, really, and you know, it's not many players are going to be able to do it that well. But there will be players who will go back to that level and who will perform and they will um, learn how to cut their trade against experienced players. Uh, they'll get older, they'll get more experienced and uh, they'll find their way back into the A-League probably. Not all of them, but some of them. Mm, I, just, I, just, I've, I really fear where we're at mentally for the last couple of games after the last two weeks. Agree, but hopefully uh, Monty's return this week can help us out. I'd like to think that Posco's injury is coming to an end. Don't know anything about it, but crossing my fingers, hoping a lot for a different side with him in the back. Don't want to talk about it anymore, though. I was hoping you could keep talking while I'm looking up uh, Mariner's MPL. Well, oh, I, I, I thought could, you were saying um, wrap it up. No, 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 sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> I yes. should, what do you want me to do to, to slow it down? Reverse? <laughs> if I do that, it means slow it up. If, yeah. It was a pretty fierce reaction from lots of different quarters, though, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, rightly so, fans are emotional about the situation. But um, in all honesty, aren't we in a similar position to what we might have predicted before the season started? Did um, it, didn't we hope we could avoid this? But I was but hoping for... Realistically... Eighth. Yeah, but realistically, we knew that we were going to be in for a fight, and uh, we have been in for a fight, and we still we're, we're not the spoon winners yet. We have our uh, hopes. Yeah, I know. I posted a spoon up online, but and yes, I know. I was and, to bait. Look, we're all hurt and frustrated. <laughs> we don't like our team not being uh, good. We want our team to be successful, and and we ha- we aren't, and we haven't been, and that's been too long, and uh, that is starting to hurt. But we've hired a good coach. 
we now have to patiently wait for him to have the opportunity to show us that he can manage um, recruiting a good squad. Um, and uh, there's still the, the, the hope that he's good enough to get us away from the spoon next week or this week. And, uh, yeah, so there's hope on the horizon. Right, one final review. Um, MPL Central Coast Mariners FC lost to St. George 3-2. Hmm. I went to the game. How was weather? You were the only one That's there. That's a long one, I was almost the only one there. There was a couple of YA boys there. Good, well played to them. And uh, there was um, Michelle and Jeremy were there. And uh, I was there with my nephew, Kale. And uh, it was it was a good night. The weather was good. It wasn't one of those foggy plume nights. Um, They'll come. Yeah, they're on Soon. their way, I'm sure. It was cool. Um, it was a fairly scrappy game. Um, they scored first, and it was an okay, a decent sort of an effort to, to get that score. Uh, we scored through Mackie Petratus um, not too long after that first goal, and that was a good goal as well, well constructed by Kekaris running along the byline, cutting it back, and um, Petratus putting it away. After that, uh, St George scored a lucky we're only about 20 minutes in now, and St George scored a lucky deflected goal that sailed over the top of um, of uh, Adam Pearce, and it stayed at that score for quite a long time. And um, we, it was tough for us, and it always is tough for us in this league because uh, there's uh, bigger and older, more physical players than us, and we're very youthful. So we were, pu- uh, you know, pushed around a lot in the game. But this is good for our young players. We missed Captain Steve White. Shout out, Steve White was up with the Bri- up in Brisbane with the A League boys and Lockie Wales as well. Lockie wasn't up there. He was down here. wasn't Lockie's best game. Usually we can rely on him to um, be the catalyst for us, um, our good moments in the game, but that wasn't his best game. I don't know whether or not that had anything to do with his presence with the A-League boys during the week. Um, so uh, probably midway through, maybe close to the 80th minute actually, a bit further than midway through the second half, then uh, St George take a shot from outside the box, which um, some might say went past or through the hand of Adam Pearce. I think Adam would have been disappointed with his effort on it, far post, uh, but it was a bit far out. So yeah, I think he was probably disappointed with that. And um, while uh, we scored a very good goal very late in the game, it was in injury time and we never really threatened to actually get a result out of it. Um, but I'd have to say we probably played six passes to um, leave young Charles uh, at the far post to, for a tap-in, six passes inside the box. Um, so there was a lot of intricate work that was really good. And uh, we lost 3-2, so disappointing, um, bit of a scrappy game. Disappointing because we're at home and now we're going to be away again next week, I hear. So, um, mm. But we'll have Captain Whitey back, so hopefully we can um, get back on track. All right, we're joined by Club Community Manager, Cheyenne Pay. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's good. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Um, would you like to explain to the listeners your role at the club? Um, sure. So, uh, yeah, I guess as you said, I'm the Community Manager, so I do everything from, you know, our school programs to dealing with local clubs and sending players out to visit them and, you know, I also do all the kids that come and, and do a volunteer job, I guess, for us. On match day, so ball persons or centre circle, the kids that play at halftime, mascots, all that kind of stuff. Now, you're not the only person to say that actually does that role. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anyone you want to throw under the bus please, there? Please enlighten me. <laughs> Has anyone ever else taken credit for that role? 
there has been someone who's maybe taken credit for a, a part in that role, but not my whole role, no. Mm. Tisk tisk. <laughs> I'm trying to be very diplomatic. Uh, what's the range of community projects that you do? Schools or yeah, you know, is yeah. that sort of stuff? Well, we do a few different programs in school. We do a, a Newcastle Permanent Marins Active, which is a free program, which is a lot of fun in our inflatable pitch, which people probably see at match day. Um, we have our sporting school programs that we roll out as well. Um, we also do, you know, little programs, well, not so little actually, uh, inside of um, you know, the local clubs. So we've got our cl- club nights. Is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Club nights rolling out soon. Um, so 13 Can different clubs. Can you tell clubs. us those 13 clubs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, not off the top of my head, no. I do, could, a few. I could do a few. No. Disappointed. <laughs> I could, no, I, I'd like to be able to think I can. I know the first one is Tugra because that's coming up. That's the first one. Right. So uh, thank you. Thanks Lucky for that. Tugra. That's all right. So <laughs> the, the International Football School runs some part of a community yeah. Programs, don't they? Yeah, we so work do you with have them. a relationship with them? We have a great relationship with IFS, yeah. We do um, – they're our coaches. So most of the programs that we roll out, most in particular the schools, um, we use their coaches as our coaches sort of, you know. Obviously they've got a really good um, structure there in terms of they've got old players. We have – Adam Kwasnick rolls out some of our programs. We've got um, – um, I think Brownie helps out, yeah, when needed, but I think he's got a bit of a different role at IFS, actually. But um, they're really good with us. We try and do as much as we can with them, and hopefully that'll develop further. So how do you uh, do the scheduling and the organisation for that? Does every club get a turn? Is it just a, a case of each one getting its opportunity one after the other, or do the, the, the clubs apply or the schools uh, apply so that they can get in the schedule uh, to have Mariners come out and uh, do some community work with them? Or is, how does that work? Well, for the clubs, um, we have the My Club program, which you know, there's a My Club membership, so that's how where that all plays in, I guess, is that... Uh, the clubs have got a kind of reward-based system where the amount of members that they have are the amount of rewards that they sort of get. So, you know, if they've got 10 My Club members in their club, um, they get a signed poster or something like that, you know, so it works on a point basis. But every club um, will get a club night. We just rotate them for every year. So this year we've got 13. Next year we'll have um, 10 uh, or actually maybe 11 with IFS now. Um, so, to yeah. cover all 23 so it's very, Yeah, it's very clubs. fair. And mm. every club every club gets some kind of involvement on a match day as well, whether it's four persons or... So what kind of ages and... are we talking? We're not talking men's all age, are we? No. <laughs> junior, junior kids. Because I think Morrow's team needs some help. My, my over 45s <laughs> team. <laughs> we need some help, but that's not the kind of help that the Mariners players can help with. <laughs> Come along, I don't know, if you guys have a special presentation you'd like someone to come along to, you can always apply for that. Morrow's <laughs> in. I'm, <laughs> I'm all over that. Morrow will be applying every yeah, single week. I'm all week. over that. I'll be downloading a form shortly. Within reason, obviously. Has well. to go. That's that, so that's part of my role. You know, I get those kind of requests in and I sort of... What would be unreasonable? Unreasonable. I was about oh to gosh. say, have, have you had any, like, requests that were just, yeah, no... Not have no, to. You don't no. have to name and shame. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we never – the requests that we get are all, you know, they're all reasonable and they've all got credibility to why they'd want a, a player there. It's just more, you know, sometimes we can't go because it's of scheduling or players have got training and all those kinds of things. It's, it's all about arranging them and obviously what's fair for the players as well. You know, if they've been training all day, it's not probably not best to have them out at a promo for like five hours in the sun or something. Yeah. So. Do, you, do you ever have to sort of – pump the players up to go to these things because obviously they are professional footballers and 
we have a lot of young guys mm. as well and maybe the last thing they want to do after they've sort of been working mm. all day is go and do that sort of thing? Do you sort of have to remind them that they have to put on a happy face or are they no, normally Fletcher pretty good? and um, Fatty didn't look... Well, they looked okay at our trivia night. At least they were there. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they spoke to up. us. They, they spoke ate, to us. They left. Yeah. Nah, all the guys... Like, the guys are actually really great. You know, I, I that's exactly how I felt when I first came into this role. I was like, oh, no one's going to... You know, it's it's a big job. They they go through a lot of um, physical activity, obviously, and then to go out into the community and have to put on a bright face, it's not the easiest. But, um, no, they're all really great. And they're good with kids, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but probably more so the younger ones, you know. Um, like, like Josh Bingham and, and Jake McGing and Harry, um, they're all really great with kids. Like, I was actually really surprised. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, what about on the personal front? Uh, you play football. Which local club do you play for? And what can you tell us about how how'd your team go in the first round? Did you play the first round on the weekend? Uh, I did. Um, we unfortunately lost. Which club? Um, to we, I play for Carryong, um, but we lost to Camwell 3-1, uh, 3-0. Sorry. So it wasn't the best, but, you know. We played okay, considering you know we haven't had we haven't been able to train with this horrible weather um, at all. And uh, I haven't trained maybe once. Yeah, yeah, I've not trained. Yeah, we had one session. It was about a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't responsible for the defensive errors that led to that three <laughs> nil um, uh, result. Uh, probably the last goal actually probably was my fault. But <laughs> you don't own that. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You don't own it. Blame the field or something. Teammates, no, well, I, You palm no. that off in local league. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Yeah. Palm that off. On That's what I do. It's not video evidence. Blame <laughs> a spectator. Do anything. <laughs> no, I'd rather like wear it and then go next time. You know. I don't know, I was on it or whatever. And mm. um, what other sports do you do? Um, we hear like that you, uh, you like kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually like punch people. It's a bag. It's different, I guess. Is that why all the boys behave? Because they know that you do Muay Thai. <laughs> they don't know I do it, I guess. I don't think so. I've only just started. And I wouldn't threaten them or anything anyway. I yeah. would. Look out, look out. I feel like threatening them at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that's what they need. It could be. <laughs> no, yeah, I do um, Muay Thai just up at Wyong here. It's really fun. So when we spoke after the last home game in the Kendall Bar, you mm. said you started at 8 o'clock that morning, mm-hmm. about then. And I think that was, what time was it in the Kendall Bar when we were in there? Um, 7, 7.30, maybe, yeah. something like that. And I didn't you quite just finished. Yeah, I didn't quite start at 8. That she woke up that at would eight. Have been a little bit of, yeah, I woke up at eight. <laughs> so I woke up at eight. We all staff that aren't so Jesse, who's the event manager, and someone like Sharon, um, who's out of action at the moment. But you know, usually her as well. They're the ones that are at there eight thirty. Yeah. Well, so obviously you've still got a fair bit to do on match day. Can you run us through what you have to do on match day when you very first get there, all the way through? Because do you get to watch the game much, or do you still are you still running around doing things? Um, I usually get to watch maybe about 10, 20 minutes of the game. In total. Uh, like me. Yeah. Which is a bit of, you know, I mean, it's better than nothing, so. Um, all right. Well, when I get to the stadium, the recent games have been, you know, we get there a little bit earlier so we can set up the benches. Uh, so the um, the wet weather benches so that the coaches don't get all wet. Um, that actually takes a bit of time. So that's what we're doing. Um, we do that. It probably takes about an and hour. And then the discr- disgruntled fans come out once those uh, <laughs> covers are up. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that's later. That they're not very... <laughs> hmm. People don't really like them, but sorry. Deal <laughs> with know. it. Deal with it. <laughs> so what next? <clears throat> um, and then it's sort of just, um, I guess, preparing for the rest of the day. So, you know, our match day volunteers come 
later in the day, I think usually maybe around one or two-ish um, if the game's five or 5.30. Uh, so I get all my paperwork that I have for those guys and lay it all out where they are. Um, it, uh, it really depends, I guess. Like We've got different things on. Like the last couple of games we've had match day clinics where we've had you know 20 my club members um, run through a clinic on the Western Walmart field. So if I've got something like that going on, I've got to set it up early and get all the you know we we usually always involve non-playing players with that so I've got to get them organized and blah 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 blah, blah. it's all a bit boring so and then and then after that um some of the lazier volunteers turn up like you such, <laughs> such as myself and you no you've really been helping me out because you've been <laughs> taking don't tell him that no he <laughs> And <laughs> Can you and so please, and please no. get him the volunteer yeah, of the year yeah, award? I was about to say oh, that. I, can't, I, have, I have no... <laughs> you have to rig it so he wins it. I have no, no control chance. over that. No Sorry. chance. No, I, um, I recently have um, moved some of the boxes of loose cannon over to the... Uh, really pre-match function, but usually <laughs> Shay does that um, <laughs> for me so that I don't have to do that. I'm and carrying I can like these arrive really heavy boxes. They are heavy. I've had no time, sorry. Yes, no, they are heavy. I, I even carried them on a trolley at the last one because I was too lazy to carry you them do? one by one. I don't use a trolley. Huh? How good was that? That shows how strong I am. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Is that Muay Thai? <coughs> That's what you need to take up. <laughs> I, I don't think it'll help me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I don't know. My job's very rewarding, but it's only... Um, <clears throat> all the pre, pre-game stuff is all very boring. Like when the kids get to go out at halftime and they have really good, t- you know, or they get to meet a player when they're doing mascots or they get to be ball persons because they got to be on TV, those kind of things. It's, it's really a lot of fun. So then football is run out under the pitch and they play football and fans cheer and everything's great and then the match ends and the referee runs the fans off. fans cheer? Some of them do, a couple of them, the ones that aren't booing. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then I imagine your job's not done. Um, no, a majority of it's done. Like the, after half time, um, you know, and I've made sure that all the kids are back with their parents and all that kind of thing. I mainly just sort of, if Jesse needs a hand, help him out. But it's, it's pretty all right. Like pack up the benches and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, pack up, but it's not as, um, draining, I guess, as you'd think it would be. It's a bit of, but you know, we've got a really good team, uh, obviously the staff and volunteer wise and everyone puts in a hand so we can all get home quicker and so it's, it's really good good environment now you mentioned Sharon before have you got any updates on Sharon yeah um she is doing better um slowly getting back to hopefully her full strength I think she's coming back in maybe a month or so a month I think she okay. last said so yeah she's gonna be out for a bit um and obviously when she does come back it'll be um light load sort of thing but she's doing all right and you know she's feeling the love from everyone which is good that's good because I saw a, uh, a photo of her face <laughs> <laughs> in her office, and she looks quite angry. We there, can't so. figure out who did that. I'm fairly sure it was Tyson, <laughs> but we're not sure. Tyson, <laughs> I know you listen to this. Was it you? He not only <laughs> listens to this. He um, says no. He likes to make sure he's got these sorts of photos for these sorts of purposes. No. I may have just seen him sneakily taking one through the window. They're all going to be listening to this <laughs> yeah. when it comes out. All right, well, thank you for joining us. No worries. Um, and good luck this weekend. Thanks. Thanks, Shay. Go right. All right. Uh, previews of the penultimate round: Melbourne City at home against Adelaide. What are we tipping? City at home against Adelaide. Surely, City need to win this. Not they me do, too, but. 
They do. Definitely. Should win this. Definitely. They need to win it, not necessarily for the table, but more so for their confidence. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to. I like. I'd like for them to win it for the table. <laughs> yeah, I, th- yeah. I think they will win it. Um, I think um, I'm hoping maybe more than thinking, but um, I think Adelaide have um, the results have been kind to them. Yeah, I'm going to go with City. City. Uh, Wellington, Sydney. On form, Wellington and should be well in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, both coming off three nil wins. It's in Wellington. If you asked me last week, I would have went Sydney straight away, but I'm not. So sure at the moment. True, although Sydney did what Sydney do, and uh, they just boring, played boring. Pla- well, you know, boring and win the football match. Easily. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. they just managed to walk over teams very slowly. I yeah. don't blame their crowds for not if showing up. If they're still in the game though for the second half, then they will whip anybody that they're playing against. The way they play in their second half, Sydney, yeah. they are amazing in the second half. So, sorry, can't tip against Sydney on this one, Sydney. I'm going to back the Knicks for a draw here. Yeah, I'm going to go Sydney. I think their defence is too good. So do I. Victory's defence was a shambles. They might be boring, but they are metronomic. They just keep doing the same thing over and over. I'd take metronomic over the spoon. Same as... (laughs) Absolutely. We had it once. (laughs) Wanderers victory. Ooh, this one's a tough one, you know, because victory really are staggering into the second spot or finals if they're going to make it, aren't they? I think they can't be beat for second spot. Is that right? I'm going to go for Wanderers. Hmm. Where is this? Spotless. Um, Brisbane are six points behind Melbourne at yeah, the moment. So they, Two they, games they left. And their goal difference is miles uh, more. 10. So they can't, be, 10 plus. they can't really be pushed out. I'm going to go for Wanderers, though, because, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to go for a draw. Bloody fence. I'm, I'm going for Wanderers. Yeah, me um, too. They're just coming. They've turned spotless into a fortress. Yeah, a big fortress. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> One win. I think coming <laughs> they good. They found Cornflake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they're relying on him again, it's probably going to be hard. It's all that um, ambient fan noise they pump through the speakers. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe coming good is being a little bit kind to them, but they're just doing sort of the simple things right at the moment and they're coming into some okay form well, Popper, in the finals. Popper victory. reckons they're going to win the grand final, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Because they've got such a good record like of doing that. Ago. I know, yes. Anyway. Wanderers. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Perth, Brisbane. 10pm on a Saturday night. Oh, lovely. Perth were average against Adelaide, really. Yeah. Brisbane full of confidence after shellacking us. McLaren um, get a double. McLaren to yeah. get a double. Oh, don't say that sort of stuff. A girl tweeted, uh, a lady tweeted, girl, something like that, tweeted that McLaren was going to get a hat-trick just before he got a hat-trick. And if I knew her, mate, I'd punch her. I was not happy with that. So now that you've said that, I'm mate, starting to Mate, you haven't got your wife beat a single on. Well, yeah, still. <laughs> still. I wanted to punch her because she was dead right. I hope she got on that. I hope you got a bet on actually, that, honey. Well, going, uh, I know someone that uh, actually tipped 5-1 in our game. Well, put a bet on it. So would have been, yeah. would have been, been paying fan? about three bucks. So Mariners fan were they? Yeah, Boo. from season one. I'm tipping Brisbane. Yep, I'm going Brisbane. They're going to be full of confidence. Um, Likewise. So does this mean Josh is going to lose all his tips? Yep. Well, I told him to send texts with his tips, otherwise he was getting the away teams. But I think he's on Brisbane, aren't they away? Yes. He's also on Sydney, aren't they away? Let's just not give him any points. <laughs> Well, we already had Luke who f- who didn't give tips for at least one round. He got the away team. So, yeah. anyway, um, and then the derby, the derby, the derby. Well, we've picked us, of course. That's what we have to do. 
How are we going to go? To be clear, they only need a draw to make it almost certain that we will win the spoon. They're a point ahead of us, aren't they? Check the table. Come on, Jimmy. Get the facts going. Yes, they're two points in front. Two points in front. So we need to win. They need to draw. So let's hope they don't turn up with um, Sid Foggs. Goal Uh, difference is mighty close as well. Negative 21, negative 22. Mm. Let's hope that that they... um, Things going for us. They have had more goals scored against them than us. I only know this because I heard that uh, Newcastle had had the most goals scored against them. Or was that before we played against that Brisbane? That was before we played against <laughs> Brisbane. God damn it. <laughs> Dang that. So goals, <laughs> goals against for the Jets is 49. All right, well, let me try again. We're at and home. we are 51. We're at home. Far As enough. I said to Sean, we have better um, vocal support up there. Stop it. Just being a realist. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, what well, sound like I'm negative, Nelly? But I'm just being realistic. I'm well, trying to. I'm trying really hard to fire up for this game, but I'm struggling. Just the way this season has gone, the results the last two weeks, I'm struggling to get up for this game, which is uh, makes me quite sad. We'll be all right though, because we, the Legends game is on before, so that'll fire us up. Oh, you're great. Yeah, similar to my uh, over forty fives division. It's like a human chess match, but <laughs> yeah. Look, I. Mentally, after Sunday, um, that will leave a scar on those young boys, unfortunately, and uh, even a couple of the slightly older ones, I think. Um, so how how we bounce back from that could very well decide who gets a contract and who doesn't. Because um, although I said I'm struggling to fire up for this one, it's probably the biggest derby in a long time because it's it could very well decide it's a grand who gets final. the spoon. Yeah. It's the grand final for the Spoon, and um, we don't want to win it. They will so. struggle too, though. I think I might be right in saying they've had 15 goals scored against them in the last four games. Something That's like almost, a large it's, it's number a of goals. It's a record in the last few games. We, we tried to challenge them, obviously, with that Brisbane game, but um, I still think they've, they've conceded um, many goals, and therefore they will have one or two scars of their own. So... Um, Get in there, peeps. We need every voice that we can get there and uh, every voice that can get behind our boys. Um, turn all of that frustration uh, that has existed because we haven't been going so well for the last couple of weeks into support for the boys and help push them over the line. We need that big time. I'm still confident that our dressing room is stronger than what theirs is. What, you mean the stadium? Well, that as well. But also just <laughs> also just the togetherness. That's got steel supports. <laughs> <laughs> just the togetherness, I think. I think we probably saw um, that on the weekend when Clayton Zane pulled up at Hull on the bench. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of questions being asked in that Jets dressing room, and there probably is in ours as well to a certain degree. But I think I still think we're stronger than them mentally, and I'd love to um, send them to the bottom. And, and I think the boys would as well. Yes, and uh, the 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 big thing that they have that we don't is how many years is it no finals now? Yeah, eight seven, or seven now. I don't know. Seven now. Seven. It's hard to yeah. remain in touch with that. You know, we're not mathematicians, so <laughs> eventually it gets hard mm. to keep all those numbers together. But certainly they've failed more than us. Anyway, final thing is, um, if someone is critical of the ownership of this club, don't tell them to go buy the club. That's just a stupid point, isn't it, Mora? No one's going to buy the club other than him. Um, you know, He might not be Roman Abramovich. He might have the seat out of his pants just to keep us running, but 
Unfortunately, we don't have any alter- other alternatives. Unless, of course, there's somebody out there in listener land who wants to take out a second mortgage, then that might go towards a player or two um, and make up for the perceived lack of funding. But FFA would drop us straight away. Drop us? They'd never pick FFA, us up. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. We would never even... No, not happening. You know? um, I don't think Red Bull would take us on. No, no, no Charlesworth, and we're buggered. So it's either Charlesworth or it's bust. We don't want bust. <laughs> Luke, your thoughts? Oh, I don't know. You were reading um, all that uh, tripe. No, I haven't read it all because I'm not getting involved in it. I'm not engaging. I've completely disengaged because it makes me too sad. Um, what I will say is I know that everybody's like frustrated and annoyed obviously with how we're going but when the team is complete shit and we have a small fan base like we do the last line of defence we have is that the small fan base all sticks together and once that becomes fractured that's when we have I think deeper issues so and that is what was a bit embarrassing about some of it that we're not just bashing the crap out of the owner or whatever but bashing each other let's not do that we need to be together on the weekend Thanks to Sidelines. <clears throat> um, yeah, hopefully we get a win. We'll see you next week. <laughs>